Welcome to Autism Talk with Dr. Rob, a community of people touched by autism. Getting questions answered or researching the right treatment for autism are daunting tasks. Autism Talk with Dr. Rob exists to bridge the gap between consumers and providers, making information accessible to individuals affected by autism. Dr. Rob is a licensed educational psychologist and board-certified behavior analyst who specializes in identification and treatment of individuals with autism and related disorders. He is the founder and executive director of Behavioral HealthWorks, a premier provider of autism services, including ABA, speech, and occupational therapy and evaluation. To learn more, visit www.bhwcares.com. And now, your host, Dr. Rob Duke. Hello, and welcome to Autism Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Rob, and we're going to have an amazing show for you today. On today's program, I have Dennis Mayer, who's the president of Autism Society of Hawaii and a board member of Surfers Healing Hawaii. Both organizations exist to serve the autism community here in Hawaii. Um, so thank you for being with us. Thank you. Dennis, you know, can you please share with our listeners a bit about yourself and how you got into this amazing field of autism? Um, through my son, Spencer. Um, he's going to be 16 in June. Um Right before he started kindergarten, we found out that he had autism um, and had him tested. We, we tried to put him in school, and um, it didn't go very well in the beginning. And some people noticed that he, exhibit, he exhibited some characteristics of autism, so we had him tested and found out. We knew something wasn't quite right, but we couldn't put a finger on it because we hadn't had any experience with autism. Um, had him diagnosed, and... I've been uh, working with him ever since, and because of that, got involved in the special needs community um, over the last 10 years. Wow. And so did teachers help um, identify some areas of challenge, or when did you start noticing? We knew something wasn't quite right before he before we even put him in a preschool because we put him in a preschool about a month before he was supposed to start kindergarten um we knew something wasn't quite right because of the meltdowns and and other things that um we were seeing but again like i said we didn't know so we kept asking the pediatrician and they couldn't give us any answers they always made excuses oh that your his siblings are speaking for him that's why he doesn't speak and, and things of that nature, because he did have delayed speech, and but yet he was super intelligent because he could count up to and backwards from 100 before I ever put him in school. Hmm. So, you know, there was, it, it was just different things. So it was kind of like an aha moment when we found out that he had autism. Sure. And that, I'm sure that's, that's been a journey for you. And now you're, you're, you know, in some ways, you know, you could say, you know, paying it forward here. Um, you're, t- tell us a little bit uh, about your involvement with the Autism Society of Hawaii and what that and, and what the mission is there. So, um, quite a few years ago, I got involved with Special Olympics first with my son, and then learned more about the Autism Society and how it kind of more did a, had a focus on. Um, 
those with autism. And I started getting involved. I was asked to be on the board because I had done fundraising for Special Olympics and they needed somebody that would be good at fundraising. So they asked me to be on the board. And then uh, last June, I was asked to step up and be the president of the association. And are there some upcoming events or what sort of initiatives are you working on this year? We've got a lot of stuff going on. And as a matter of fact, in the next 30 days, um, the main one we have coming up is our um, first annual autism walk in uh, fair and, and resource fair mm-hmm. on uh, April 28th, uh, which is next month, obviously. Um, we've got our link online for people to sign up to help, and that will help us get funding because we have we have some programs that we really want to implement. One, one of which is uh, one of the big challenges that we see here in Hawaii is getting the individuals with autism from high school into uh, gainful employment. So we want to partner with organizations to get internships, um, maybe some uh, mentorships and occupational training and work and try and get them opportunities for um, employment once they graduate from high school. Are there programs, formal programs that are available on the island? For, for individuals to transition into that kind of adulthood? There really is not. There's, you know, through the DOE, they're supposed to provide these types of services for, for those on the spectrum and others with intellectual disabilities. Mm-hmm. But I don't see it as being a, a, a big focus for um, the Department of Education, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the kids and young adults fall through the cracks because there's really not a good viable program. Hmm. So the Autism Society of Hawaii, it serves um, as, a, as a resource hub of, of some sort for families to connect um, with, with available resources. And it sounds like you're also not only doing education, but you're promoting new initiatives like the one that you're speaking of now. Are there any others that, that you're working on this year that you'd like to talk about for our listeners? Um, not at the moment, you know, right now, the main focus is the walk. We do have, uh, all kinds of other events. We have training for parents with children with special needs. Um, unfortunately, some of those that are on the spectrum may never be able to work. So planning that transition into adulthood. And as we get older and we can no longer care for our children, um, having a plan in place for that time period is very important. So we have Scott Psyche doing um, three different events with parents for uh, adult planning uh, and transitioning. Mm -hmm. That's so important. I, you know, uh, more and more we're, we're hearing and we're learning about, the, the need for us to focus more heavily on this uh, this transition into adulthood, that it doesn't seem like um, really um, we're really that prepared for at all, not just, you know, in Hawaii, but um, I'm, I'm hearing this nationwide. Um, so that's a great fight and a great initiative that you're focusing on. Now, now, now tell us, Dennis, about this Surfers Healing Hawaii. It sounds amazing. Tell me about that program. 
So Surfers Healing Hawaii is what we call One Perfect Day. I'm also on the board of that organization. And each year, right after Thanksgiving, we have one day where we bring all the families out and we take the kids out surfing. Um, Izzy Paskowitz, who is the founder of the organization, has a son, uh, Isaiah, with autism. And when he was younger, he found that by taking him out in the ocean and surfing, it had uh, a very high level of calming on him. And he mm. used to have very violent meltdowns. And that calming effect seemed to do Isaiah uh, a great deal of good. And um, so he started doing these camps in California, and it's grown throughout the country. And um, one of the gentlemen that I work with doing this, his name is Zainai Kao, and Izzy were on the um, professional surfing circuit way back uh, many years ago. And um, Zane got involved and continues to be involved with, um, with Surfers Healing, and they asked me to join in and, and help them out. So we have one day, and uh, we get up to 150 kids come out in one day and get them out. So we get professional surfers and, and lifeguards and, and many people that come out and help us uh, each year with that uh, event. That's great. And if you know our listeners want to be involved, um, how can they find out more about that? Is it going to be on a Facebook page or online somewhere? We have our Facebook page for Surface Healing. We have our Facebook page for Autism Society. And as the Autism Society, we always promote all events uh, around autism, and that's one of them. Okay. And we have our website, which is the Autism Society of Hawaii.org, which has all of our upcoming events, like our silent, uh, our, our sensory-friendly films. We just had one uh, last weekend, which was the um, A Wrinkle in Time. Mm. And we've got more coming up. So we turn the lights up a little bit, the sound down, things of that nature. And uh, it gives an, uh, an opportunity for families to go out and, and enjoy a movie in a non-judgmental environment. Sure. Um, and it gets the children used to being in that environment where eventually with practice and everything with autism is repetition, but uh, we're hoping that over time the families will actually be able to just go to a, 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 a movie theater as a family in a normal environment and not have to worry. Hmm. I'm sure you have many. But can you share with our listeners um, a success story or two that you've, you know, that you've encountered in either the organizations or just throughout your your time in spending with the autism community? Um, there are quite a few. Um, we do also a um, they call it autism eats. Many families can't get out and, and actually enjoy a meal in a restaurant for fear of their child having a meltdown. So, right. again, we do that and with practice, and we've had families after that be very grateful for uh, that because now they're out dining as a family in a restaurant in a normal uh, setting. Um, Delta, look, I'm flying. I had a family that had never traveled off the islands. Mm. And um, with the Delta program, we bring the families out, and we walk them through the whole process, the TSA process, the waiting process, the getting on the plane, the sitting down, the getting situated. And there were a few families that had never traveled off island, uh, but
participated in that event a couple times and ventured off and found that it wasn't as bad as they thought it was going to be. And have since, the first trip was just an outer island trip, which is only 20 minutes, but they've since actually traveled to the mainland as a family as well, which is just huge. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. See, it's stories like that, that, um, you know, I want to encourage our listeners to continue listening in. Now, you know, for our listeners, we have parents, um, we also have providers tuning in. What would you say to them, Dennis, um, you know, as they um, face some of these challenges? Sometimes parents um, are receiving newly, you know, new diagnoses, um, and they're not sure what those next steps are. You know, uh, you being a parent and also someone who is on the board and the president of organizations that helps this community, what advice or suggestions do you have? Don't be afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of people, when they find out their child has autism, they think of it as a stigma, and it's not. You know, it is it is what it is, and they are who they are, and they can't help that they're in that situation. And we just want to do our best as parents to help them improve and grow, and not being afraid to reach out and, and look for resources and and just be there for your child is just huge. You know, my my wife and I have been very much involved in Spencer's growth, and he's now completely independent in school. He doesn't have a skills trainer with him anymore. He's not in any special ed classes, and it was just a lot of working with him and explaining to him that, you know, don't let the autism be a crutch. Use it as a goal to overcome it. And it it really worked well with him. And obviously that's not going to work with every child because of the the broad spectrum that it is. Mm -hmm. Some children are not uh, well positioned with the challenges they face um, to be able to get that far. But um, push them out of their bounds. That's one of the other things that we've done with Spencer is, is always push him beyond his boundaries to make him grow. Um, don't baby and coddle him. You know, at times you have to, obviously, but um, but we uh, both of these organizations, especially the Autism Society, we've got a lot of resources. We want to help the families. We don't want them to think they're out there by themselves. There's so many other families that share the same concerns and challenges that they do. And with all the different events we have, it gives the families an opportunity to kind of meet each other, share challenges, share success stories, things of that nature. So it, it is, and, and this walk that we have coming up is, is going to be a fabulous opportunity for the families because we're going to have such a tremendous amount of resources there as well. Uh, uh, that it's going to be very beneficial, not just to support our organization, but as a family with a child with special needs to, to, to learn of all the different resources that are available. Beautiful. And, and is there a date for that walk already set? Yep. It's April 28th. It's at Magic Island, which is at Ala Moana Beach Park. And check-in will be at 7 a.m. And walk will start at 8, and we're going to have live entertainment. We're going to have a DJ for when there's not live entertainment. We'll have games. We're going to have bounce houses. We're going to have resources. 
We're going to have lots of families. We're going to have lots of support from the community. We've got a lot of sponsorship already, and we're really hoping to see all the families and friends of the families out there. Wonderful. And lastly, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch if they want to learn more about any of these events, either with the Autism Society of Hawaii or um, learn a little bit more about Surfers Healing Hawaii? Again, if they go to our website, which is the Autism Society of Hawaii.org, um, that's the easiest and best way. It has all of our contact information where if there's not enough information on our website, they can certainly reach out to myself or uh, Jessica Wong Samita, who is our executive director, and we can certainly start pointing them in the right direction. We get emails all the time. We get phone calls all the time, and we do our best to try and help the families. That's amazing. I want to just conclude with, you know, we're excited. Uh, the, our BHW family will be there at the walk as well, um, all providers and families associated. So we're, we're, we're going to be supporting, and we're going to be there bright and early uh, to support this walk. It's, it's an amazing thing. So for, for listeners who have never participated in a walk, it's such an amazing event to get together um, with other folks, um, you know, banding together for, for a similar cause. And it's just a, it's just a fun event. Uh, the kids love it. Uh, my kids always come out, and it's, it's a great time. Dennis, I want to thank you again so much for being on the show and for sharing with us your story and um, for all that you do for the autism community. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you for joining Autism Talk today, and we hope you found this episode helpful. All Autism Talk with Dr. Rob episodes are available on our website at www.bhwcares.com. Call 800-BHW-1266 for autism services now. BHW accepts insurance.